Hi, I'm Leola. I'm a sacred intimacy mentor and muse and the host of this podcast. Talk Tantra to Me introduces a playful perspective on sacred sexuality. My intention in this podcast is to integrate intimacy and spirituality, empowering you to reclaim your eroticism. It is my mission to inspire you to let go of shame, fear, and limiting beliefs to be present as your highest self in every moment. Thanks so much for tuning in. Now, let's talk Tantra. Hello, lovers. I am so blessed and honored to be in a position to share, you know, tools and tips and tricks that have the potential to heal and to bring you to a place of full sexual embodiment. And one of the tools that I absolutely love and have been using for the better part of a decade are crystal yoni products, including pleasure wands and yoni eggs. And I was so excited to recently come across a brand called Wands, W-A-A-N-D-S. I met the founder here in Austin and I absolutely loved who she was. I love getting to know the people behind the products that I like to use. And I just loved her mission to really support women and men to explore, celebrate, and honor their sexuality. I felt this transmission of slow, sensual seduction in all of who she was and all that she brought to the world. So I went ahead and gave it a try. I purchased a blue quartz Amarito wand and the Amarito wand is great because it has this like a cool bulby end on it, which is designed for G-spot and cervical stimulation, but can also be used for prostate stimulation. So it's great for men and women and can even be used between partners. So I'm so honored to have built this relationship with her and to be able to offer you guys an amazing discount code. So if you use the code LEOLA, L-E-O-L-A, that will give you 15% off all products. And the website is wands.com, W-A-A-N-D-S.com. And we'll go ahead and link that in the show notes as well for you. So thank you so much for listening. And also you're welcome for the inevitable pleasure and healing and ecstasy that is coming your way with these products. Let's dive into the episode. Welcome to Talk Tantra to Me. It is such an honor to be holding space for this divine knowledge to make its way into your ears and lifestyle. Today, we're going to be weaving in some themes of sexual shadow and specifically using a tool to really go deep into understanding our uh, core erotic themes and how the core erotic themes can be brought to light to do some sexual shadow work to claim your deepest desires, to release shame and guilt and fear around having those desires come into reality. I also want to say that uh, this is a part of a bigger theme within the Higher Love Club. The Higher Love Club is an online community membership program where we dive deep into you know, becoming and this extraordinary being capable of love that connects us with a higher, more profound aspect of our existence. This is a space to explore your relationship to yourself with self-love, 
looking at your relationships to those closest to you, including your partner, spouses, best friends, family, and then seeing how your expression of love has the power to impact the world and the, uh, the evolution of our collective consciousness. So it's a space for everyone to be in community, creating deep fulfillment, healing, and just a unifying force that inspires others to evolve in new earth intimacy. That being said, every month within the Higher Love Club has a different theme, and the theme of this month overall is shadow work. Uh, I'm going to give you a little taste of some shadow work in this episode of the podcast, specifically with sexual shadow work, and I want to be clear that shadow work isn't just sexual. In fact, the the shadow is, you know, a, a a concept that was coined by uh, Carl Jung, who is a Swiss psychiatrist, and he describes the shadow as qualities in ourselves that we see as under undesirable and, you know, are therefore not fully acceptingly uh, accepting or consciously working to integrate into our day to day. And those patterns and beliefs and shadowy pieces within our subconscious or our unconscious are often projected into our lives and affects our ability to maintain healthy relationships and take action in times of opportunity and really just tackle our greatest obstacles in soul expansion. And, you know, with sexuality, I mean, so many of us have parts of our sexuality that we find might be undesirable or not socially acceptable, or, you know, we have pieces of our trauma and our, and our sex education that are still operating and, and really make up, you know, our sexual shadow. And so the topic of this uh, podcast is, is core erotic themes. So it's looking at what are those core, like erotic fantasies and, and, um, those themes that tend to show up in a lot of people's sex lives and how can we create space for these, these, uh, these desires and these fantasies to be okay, to actually release and let go of the shame and the guilt and the fear of expressing these. And I want to be clear that these concepts and these themes, um, no matter what they are, do not make you right or wrong or good or bad. We are all human and we all have an animal within us and we all have shadow, uh, whether it be you know sexually or otherwise, we all have those bits and pieces. And when it comes specifically to exploring our sexual desires and fantasies, it can be really powerful to create safe spaces to own those desires because when we don't own our desires, they often come out in shadowy ways. They come out in distorted ways. Um, if we're not honoring our desires really fully, we are either, either we're never really getting what we want. And so there's always this like deep feeling of like, you know, dis-ease. Like it's like, I have everything that I want on the surface. I have everything that I should want, but I'm still not satisfied. What is that about? And often it's because we have a desire that we haven't fully owned or we're not fully owning that desire. And then we unconsciously try to call it in to our reality. And we get in a situation where, you know, we have a regret or we hurt someone, you know, a lot of, um, a lot of cheating happens because we aren't really owning our desire and someone comes into our life that on an unconscious or subconscious level, we recognize could meet our desire, the desire that our partner is not meeting. 
and we just jump on it and we take action and we get ourselves into a really sticky situation. Um, and the reason that we might not share, you know, our desire with our partner, our primary partner might be because we're afraid of how they're going to react, or it might be because we're afraid we're going to be judged by our partner or we're judging ourselves and we're afraid of fully owning for ourselves that we want something different than what is, you know, socially acceptable, uh, in this day and time. And so it's just important to recognize that when we don't really integrate these pieces and understand these parts of ourselves, it's really just a matter of time before we end up in breakdown, whether that breakdown is because we're just aren't satisfied and we don't know how to get it. So we think that we're going to get it outside of our relationship or we just kind of end up like dying a little bit inside. Um, so anyways, uh, a <laughs> little bit of a rant there, but the point is, is that it's possible to have these desires met and you know, I don't want to say that it's possible for everyone and in every situation because everyone does have different, you know, relationship agreements and people are at different places in their lives. But understanding what your core erotic themes are could get you a little bit closer to making them a reality. And at the very least, will get you closer to understanding yourself better and integrating this awareness into your life so that your, you know, sexuality isn't, you know, controlling you or letting you down or just, you know, making you feel like there's got to be something more because there is something more. And for a lot of us, it's in our shadows. That's where the keys are. So to go a little bit deeper, um, on, on the topic of, uh, the chorotic themes. So the chorotic themes were developed by sex therapist and researcher, Dr. Jack Morin, and in his book, The Erotic Mind, Unlocking the Inner Sources of Passion and Fulfillment, he talks about these four corners of, you know, erotic themes or these core erotic themes. And I'm going to go through them one-on-one. And as I go through them, invitation is to really feel into, does this really, really excite me? Is this interesting to me? Right? Um, You know, very often when we start to think about and understand and talk about these chorotic themes, we may notice that there's like this sense of like attraction, but there's also an obstacle that we overcome and that creates this excitement. And so the obstacles are really what are the four corners of eroticism. So the first corner of eroticism is this sense of longing and anticipation. Longing and anticipation could be teasing. Uh, Flirting is longing and anticipation. Um, Making someone wait. Um, What else? Like having this like slow buildup to get to like the really juicy, deep, deep pieces. what else? Longing and anticipation. It's just this sense of really creating like the obstacle that we're overcoming in this category is like the obstacle is just time and waiting. Um, it's allowing the energy to really build, 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 right? Um, it could be like the sexting beforehand or the foreplay as well. 
So those are some examples of longing and anticipation. An invitation here is to take a moment and to really feel into that theme of like longing and anticipation, teasing, flirting, edging, drawing it out, and really feeling into that theme for a moment. And then maybe considering on a scale of one to 10, how exciting is that for me? And as we go through each of these these pieces, I'm going to share personally how they all land for me. So I would say out of a scale of one to 10, longing and anticipation is probably a seven for me. I find longing and anticipation uh, very arousing, um, but sometimes it can feel a little frustrating for me, but I kind of like that. Um, Yeah, I would say it's about a seven. For me, so taking a moment for yourself to consider where where does longing and anticipation land for me, and this is something that could be refined as I go through the next three. You could like adjust your number as well. So the next one is violating prohibitions. Violating prohibitions. So violating prohibitions is this sense of like I'm doing something I shouldn't be doing. This is wrong. This is bad. And that wrong and badness is like makes it more exciting for you and like turns you on even more. So violating prohibitions could be um, being watched, uh, having a little bit of an exhibitionist energy within you. It could be having sex somewhere that you shouldn't, somewhere in public. It could be cheating and the idea of like, oh, I shouldn't be fantasizing about this person or or connecting with this person. And so oh, it just like really turns me on even more. Violating prohibition could be working with different um, archetypes that are not okay, quote unquote, or are uh, societally unacceptable. Things like age play. So, you know, liking someone much younger than you, even a minor, or being sexually attracted to someone much older than you, um, like a MILF or a DILF or, or any, anything along those lines. And again, I want to just reiterate that it's safe to desire these things and to recognize, ooh, I have this like little sexual shadow piece, this erotic theme, but we're not acting on it unless it's consensual and all parties are able to consent to um, the desires, both actually uh, fulfilling the desire, but also even talking about it. And again, I want to want to stop here and say, um, you know, full permission to share this episode with other people, full permission to share what you learned about yourself in this episode with other people, but just make sure you have consent to go there and to talk about these sorts of things with others before you just start, you know, piling on, you know, all your sexual fantasies uh, or projecting them onto another person. Another example of violating prohibitions would be, you know, working with um, incest play, you know, talking about um, mommy, daddy, or sorry, uh, daddy, daughter, or mommy or stepbrother, stepsister, you know, they say that that's actually one of the biggest, um, one of the biggest themes of porn is like the incest stuff, the stepdaughter, uh, daddy or uh, brother, sister stuff. And, you know, just something to be curious about, but it's that sense of like, this is wrong. I shouldn't be doing it, you know, um, or other archetypes that like where, there, where there's someone in power, like a doctor and the um, the patient or the teacher and the student, all of those things are like, this is 
this is not good. This is wrong or bad. And it's that wrong or badness that's like getting you off. And I'm saying wrong or bad, you know, in quotes, if you will. Um, because I don't think that, again, there's anything um, inherently wrong or bad about having these desires. It's about being really um, conscious as to how you're exploring them and bringing them to light. So, you know, thinking about all those qualities of violating prohibitions, taking a moment to touch in with yourself and consider, do I like violating prohibitions? Is that something for me that really turns me on? Is that one of my core erotic themes? And maybe putting a number on it in terms of how arousing it is for you. One being not interested at all, 10 being, oh my God, that's so it for me. For me, violating prohibitions is like a 10. I love it. I don't know if it's the sacred rebel within me or what, um, which there's a whole episode about the sacred rebel on this podcast that I highly recommend you check out. Sacred rebel um, has less to do with sex and and intimacy, especially in the context of the episode that I'm I'm mentioning, but it's a a really great episode in understanding um, the role of the sacred rebel as one who challenges the status quo. And in fact, um, you know, is evidence of a, of a, a more expansive way of being at times. And that's a sacred rebel specifically, but yeah, for me, violating prohibitions is really hot. Um, it's hotter than longing and anticipation even. Okay. So let's move on. Next we have searching for power. And this is in a sense, you know, thinking about like having some sort of power dynamic. Great example would be like strippers being in the sense of like using money and using their sexuality to like manipulate or to um, get what they want. Uh, that can be very sexy for some people. Um, you know, dumb sub dynamics as well, like physically overtaking someone, emotionally overtaking someone, using resources to overtake someone, um, you know, all different sorts of ways of like manipulating, using sexual sexuality in like a manipulative way. And um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So for me, just taking a moment now to consider searching for power, having power, power dynamics, like being empowered, is that one that really rings true for me? Where would I put it on a scale of one to 10? I would give searching for power a five, personally. There have been times where I've played with dynamics of this type, um, And it's interesting for me, but it's not like my favorite favorite. But I like it. I like having it on the menu for sure. All right. Next one is overcoming ambivalence. Overcoming ambivalence. So overcoming ambivalence is when there's someone that's like not super interested in connecting with you. And it turns you on to actually be in the role of like convincing them, convincing them to want to connect with you. 
Um, so it's, or it's like, you know, ambivalence is really having this like mixed feelings about it. And so it's like, or uncertainty or doubt. And so it's like, oh, like how could I convince them or coerce them into wanting to connect sexually with me? And this could be like a little bit of a, like, you know, rapey fantasy or like, you know, wanting to, um, trick someone into like wanting it and like, you know, kind of like pushing someone's boundaries a bit. Right. And again, there's nothing wrong with this turning you on. It's about, can you own that that turns you on a bit and then find a safe way to explore it? This is like, you know, the example is consensual non-consent, right? Um, how can you explore not having consent in a sexual way? Uh, or, you know, it's all another great example of, uh, of this core erotic theme of overcoming ambivalence is, um, sorry, the thought just left my brain. It'll come back. (laughs) Um, you know, convincing someone in any way you know, feeling that like, uh, I don't know. And then finding a way to be like, I'm going to be so hot and sexy. I'm going to get you to want it. I'm going to make you beg for it. That's another example. So taking a moment to feel into overcoming ambivalence. Does that turn you on? Where does that land on a scale of one to 10? For that one, I would say I'm a three-ish. I actually like to be on the other side of overcoming ambivalence. I like to be the one that's so desired um, that they, uh, that someone's like wanting to push my boundaries and, and coerce me in a way. Um but I would say that being on that end of the spectrum, like being the one that is coerced, it's more of a violating prohibitions because it's like, I'm a no, it's like, I shouldn't connect with you because I'm not, you know, attracted to you or like, I should be a no because you're too old for me or whatever it is. And for them to like, want to make it happen and me following through and the wrongness of that is actually what gets me off. So, Those are our four core erotic themes. So just based off of having those four core erotic themes, you can start to understand, okay, like here are some things that I like. And the reason that this like came up as a podcast episode to talk about right now is because of some conversations I've had recently with a few clients that are like, I don't know what I actually want. Like, I don't know what I actually desire. And I really resonate with this because I was the type of person that used to always try to fit into someone else's fantasy, like, or, or their desire. So when I would have a sexual interaction with someone, I would be like, well, what do you want? Like, what, what would you like to try? Like, what do you desire? It was very rare that I brought forth my desires. I was more in the space of like, I, how can I fit into, or do I fit into your desire or the other person's desire? And that's fine. It's okay to do and to be that, but it's also a moment to th- consider like, 
where is the shadow within me or the part of me that I don't want to look at that's afraid of bringing forth my desire? Am I afraid that it's going to be judged? Am I afraid that I'm going to bring it forth and it's going to be rejected? Um, am I afraid that I'm, it's actually going to come true and I'm going to like it so much and I'm going to, that's going to mean that I'm perverted or, you know, sexually, um, deviant in some way, you know? And so I was too afraid to even like bring up my own for, you know, all of those reasons and probably a lot more. So just something to consider, like, do you have a resistance towards sharing your sexual desires or even knowing what they are? For me, I definitely had a big fear around even like being curious and looking into it. And I also don't think that there's like a lot of or any real examples of someone or or teachings of really thinking about their des- your desires and just like owning it. And that's why I wanted to share this on the podcast to create evidence and one framework to look at this stuff through. They say you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And this is something that I really, really resonate with. And as I've invested in living a tantric lifestyle, my relationships have evolved and become so much more juicy and liberating. And I believe that this is something that everyone deserves. However, finding these people can be a little bit challenging at first. And so it is my mission to create more spaces for people to find individuals that are resonant with the tantric lifestyle, that are really resonant with you, the listener, the person who is investing their time into living a life that is expansive and liberating. So with that, I'm committed to creating more and more safe spaces for people to discover their desires and practice their boundaries, to connect in community, to celebrate and to grow together so that we can all step into a more authentic version of ourselves and experience truly unconditional love. So we have Tantra retreats, retreats for men, women, couples, singles. We also have female-only retreats just for the ladies stepping into their divine feminine. We have play parties. We have Tantra workshops, Tantra yoga, women's circles. We've got all kinds of really powerful in-person events. You can find all the details at www.talktantratome.com backslash events. You can also just go to talktantratumi.com and click the events tab to find out about all the latest and the greatest. And if you're wanting me all to yourself, I can't blame you. I also host private retreats for both individuals and couples. Those are one-on-one. You get me all to yourself and I'm available for private tantra workshops and performances. And this is great for events like your birthday or maybe a bachelorette party or bachelor weekend, we can talk and create something that will be extra special just for you. So I cannot wait to connect with you in real life. But for now, thanks so much for your patience with this brief interruption. And let's get back to the episode. So the next step of this sort of exercise is then to consider what are your three, and I'm looking at my notes. If you're watching the video and you're seeing me looking down every now and again, it's because I have some notes here. So the next piece in this experience is now that you know some of your core erotic themes to consider how these line up with your fantasies. So invitation here is to think about what are your top three sexual fantasies? I'll give you a moment to maybe close your eyes and consider what do I like? What really turns me on? 
what is really creating that excitement for me? What are my like, quote unquote, naughtiest or dirtiest fantasies that I've yet to explore or that maybe I have explored, but they're still just so arousing. And I'm going to share mine with you guys. And, you know, you might even want to like write down your top three fantasies and also write down your, um, your chorotic themes, how you've, how they placed for you. There's going to be another like homework experience that I'm going to share, uh, once we get to like the final pieces here, but this is the moment where we, uh, consider our top three fantasies and I'm going to share mine with you. So my number one fantasy I wrote down was lots of men pleasuring me and having sex with me at once. So sort of this like gangbang fantasy, although um, it's more focused on my pleasure than on their pleasure or just using me. It's more about like, ooh, all these men want to take me at once um, and give me pleasure at the same time. My second fantasy is conscious conception. So conscious conception is bringing in a baby in a very conscious and sacred way that turns me on so much. And then the third one is alien sex. So having sex with aliens um, or extraterrestrial beings of some kind. Um, so you can see that there is in, in all three of these, or maybe at least in the lots of men pleasuring me at once in the alien sex, there is a little bit of that, um, violating prohibition sense that like doing something wrong. Um, conscious conception doesn't so much fall into any of these, but if any, I think that it's just, um, this bit of searching for power to have like a level of importance to someone and to um, also be in, in the space of creating. So next we're going to look at your three peak experiences. So peak experiences are things that have already happened for you sexually that were like your absolute favorite thing that you've experienced thus far in your sexual life. So taking a moment to consider what those three peak experiences are. And I'm going to share mine with you. So my first peak experience is, and and I also want to be clear, I did this. I'm I'm reading the notes from doing this exercise like two years ago. So um, these answers are not necessarily up to date with my current fantasies or my current peak experiences because this is even before my husband and I started interacting sexually. We at that time we knew each other, but we we just knew knew we had kind of been in the same room, so we hadn't um, actually started dating yet. So um, I just feel like I have to say that to honor our relationship because I think that, you know, my peak experiences would look very different if I were doing this exercise now. But um, the first one is sloppy, multi-orgasmic sex with a facilitator. So in that one, you can see that there's this, you know, um, violating prohibitions, uh, you know, connecting sexually with someone that is, you know, a teacher and I'm the student, right? Um, next one is daughty, daddy-daughter dynamic. So again, this sense of violating prohibitions. 
Uh, and then the last one is energetic sex and the anticipation. So energetic sex is, you know, very energetic. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's more of a teasing. It's more of like a feeling the energy rather than going straight towards genitals. And, you know, that is related to that longing and anticipation. So you can see that my top three peak experiences included my top two core erotic themes. So you can start to see, oh, wow, like I really do get this. Like, and what else can I explore within that core erotic theme that I haven't already? Or how can I go deeper into it in a consensual way? So the final piece of this exercise that I'm bringing to you, and if you're following along, amazing. And if you're just listening and soaking it in, that's all amazing too. These tools are always going to be there for you. Uh, but I'm going to share the next piece. So the next piece is then to consider based on all of this information that you have, including the core erotic themes, the three fantasies and the three peak experiences is to now create a trailer of your ultimate fantasy fulfilled. So taking a moment to think about that. And then I'm going to read you mine. I'm going to read you my trailer, my peak fantasy trailer. I am chosen by a foreign planet warrior species of aliens to be the host to regenerate their kind. I'm reading this along, but I'm going to give a little bit more context as I do. So this like in my vision, this is like a species that like went off to war with another planet. All of the men went away. And while they were gone at war, someone came to their planet and like then killed all of the, the women and children that were there so that now there's like all that's left of this species is the men and they need to like regenerate their kind (laughs) and they need to have a host to do so. And I am asked to be the host. I am chosen of all of the humans on the planet. It is me chosen, chosen, searching for power here. And I'm asked to be a part of this ritual where they channel their divine. So there's this like level of sacredness for me as a part of this. And they treat me like an altar, lovingly, devotingly, all at once. So they're all having sex with me at once. Again, you have this like lots of men pleasuring me and fucking me at once, that violating prohibitions, peace coming in. There's also this violating prohibitions of like not right or correct to, you know, have sex with something other than a human, something in another species, right? Um, And they all come inside me and I feel the soul come into my womb. So then again, there's this like conscious conception piece from my three fantasies. So that's my trailer. And you know, it is highly, highly, highly unlikely that this would ever happen organically in the world. Um, but the exercise is also recognizing, okay, how can I like play with these themes? How could I, you know, talk to my partner about these themes? And, and he knows about this. And we've had little role plays of him as, you know, this warrior alien and me as this human that he chooses. And we've had, you know, the conscious conception talks and we've had this and that. And then also in my self-pleasure, 
these are themes that I like really, I really go back to and anchor into and it makes me come really hard and really fast. And I also edge myself and I, and I, I don't immediately allow myself to have an orgasm. I play with that longing and anticipation as well. So the intention of sharing this exercise with you was to allow you to reclaim these parts of yourself that you've probably disowned or didn't want to look at because of the fear of judgment or rejection or um, being seen as like wrong or bad for having these desires. And it's like giving you permission to see that it's all okay. It's all normal. We all have these thoughts and these feelings. And by reclaiming them, we're able to explore these desires really consciously and intentionally. And I'll give another example of, you know, out in the real world. I had a client who was, and then this is another piece of sexual shadow work. He had shared with me that, you know, he had this new girlfriend he was deeply, deeply in love with. And one of his ex-girlfriends was coming over to dinner to meet up with them. And it was this like really beautiful moment of like, we can all get along and coexist. And like my ex-girlfriend isn't jealous or my new girlfriend isn't jealous of my ex-girlfriend. And like, they would be such good friends and like really good intentions overall. Like let's grow this community and, you know, find a higher love. And also he found himself like being like, I kind of want us to have a threesome. Like I want us to all connect sexually. And again, there's that violating prohibitions piece coming in. And also like maybe a little bit of overcoming ambivalence, getting these women to like connect, even though it's not, wouldn't be a normal, you know, interaction that uh, is societally acceptable or that they would probably be game for originally. And he shared with this with me and was in, in, and there was this recognition of like, I feel so good and safe that I can share this with you because I was starting to notice myself planting seeds of like wanting this to happen. And he was like, my fear is that when they come over, I'm going to start like trying to manipulate the situation in a way that, you know, it's possible for us all to connect sexually that night. And so once he realized that he was able to like really think about that outcome and like decide like, I actually don't want us to have a threesome. It's turning me on and I'm like getting aroused by it, but I'm going to actually like explore that in my self-pleasure on my own rather than like potentially creating a situation that could rock the boat of my new relationship. So again, it's like just bringing it conscious and realizing like, do I actually really want this to play out? but still giving yourself the space to play it out so that it can be explored and not be taking up the space inside of us. So do the exercise if it aligns with you. And just want to go a little bit deeper into, you know, recognizing that this is something that we're going to be talking about in depth within the Higher Love Club this month, the month of October 2023. Felt right to make shadow work the theme for October 2023 because, um, you know, October is Halloween month and spooky season and what a beautiful time to really um, bring to light those shadowy pieces and have a safe place to, a safe place to explore the, the full range of our humanity. 
So inside the Higher Love Club, we have, you know, tools that are intended to awaken your senses, ignite your soul's purpose, and embrace a love that transcends the boundaries of the ordinary. And in relating to shadow work, you know, oftentimes when we are working on ourselves, um, you know, there's this like desire to focus on like the light qualities and like the meditation and the um, the yoga and the manifestation and all of those really fun pieces. And that's amazing. But the deeper that you explore your depths, your darkness, your shadow, all of those pieces, the greater your ability to really experience the light and the love. They're two sides of the same coin. So within the Higher Love Club, we're delving into the mysteries of Tantra, sacred sexuality, and self-love, unlocking the secrets to deepening connections and experiencing profound union. This is a space to recognize that you are so much more impactful and powerful than you've been led to believe. And as a community, we are supporting each other in that, in creating this space to reclaim your birthright, recognizing you don't have to do it alone and it's actually easier and way more fun to grow together. The Higher Love Club is your virtual home for the exploration between the you know, spiritual world and the earthly realm uh, and to cultivate purposeful connections that transcend the ordinary. Every month inside the Higher Love Club, uh, there's a monthly theme that is focused on soul expansion and liberation. Again, this month, the theme is shadow work. Last month, we talked about conscious conflict. The month before that, we talked about pleasure and prosperity. In November, we're going to be talking about money as a lover. And then in December, we're going to be talking about the inner child. So lots of good stuff to come. Every month includes one live workshop and community coaching, as well as a like mini course slash video lesson on the monthly theme. Uh, and you'll also get a workbook with activities and course materials, journal prompts, pleasure practices, embodiment rituals, all sorts of things related specifically to the monthly theme as well as an optional book club for further reading on the monthly theme. In the Higher Love Club, you'll also get uh, special pricing and first access offers for one-to-one coaching, retreats, and other programs. So uh, I have just a couple more spots um, opening up in November and December for uh, one-on-one coaching in both my Sacred Intimacy Mentorship and the Business Magnetism Mentorship. And you get hundreds of dollars off just by being a member of the Higher Love Club, even though the Higher Love Club is currently less than $50 a month. Um, and you also get access to all the past workshops and resources in the higher love club vault. So I just talked about, you know, last month we talked about conscious conflict. The month before that, we talked about pleasure and prosperity. As soon as you join, you immediately get all of the materials for those months as well. So super exciting. And then you also get to join us in our live calls and our next live call. Let me see is on. I believe it's the 10th. I think it's the 10th. Either way, it's in October. It's on the website. You'll find you'll find um, it there once you join. And uh, the live calls are also recorded. So if you can't make them, you will get a recording. So lots of unquantifiable goodness as well. As soon as you join, you also get access to our online community. It's kind of like social media just for Higher Love Club members. 
And again, the we have a very special price for founders because this is new and it's only been around for a couple of months. There's an incentive to join and to be one of the first people to build this community. The price will be going up in November. So this is the last month to lock it in at the founder's price, which you can find uh, in the show notes as well as going to talktauntertome.com and then clicking under the work with me tab. So I really hope to see you there. One last very special thing that I want to talk about. Um, if you join, so it's month to month, you can cancel at any time. But if you buy the annual membership, you also get two months for free and you get my Turned On by Life course for free. Turned On by Life course is a journey through the Kundalini chakra system. It's really great, just like Tantra wisdom and basics to build a life that you love. And it's a $400 value, but you're getting it included with the um, the annual membership of the Higher Love Club. So it's kind of like buy one, get one free but you're getting it for actually at this time, even cheaper than if you were to just buy Turned On by Life on its own. So really good deal in that. Would love to see you in the community. Would love to see you in real life as well. Check out the latest events um, on talktalktertumi.com backslash events as well. So thank you so much for opening yourself up to the ideas of sacred sexuality and core erotic themes and like really just being vulnerable enough to look within yourself and consider like, what are my edgy desires and fantasies and have a sexy and spiritual day. And I'll catch you next week on Talk Tantra to Me. Ta-ta.